This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Welcome to episode 22 of Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that shouldn't have. Before we get to the panel, I want to thank all our listeners for sharing their thoughts with us. We are reading them continuously and working towards incorporating them. So keep writing and keep tweeting. Moving on to the panel, joining me at Sarvodhya Enclave, we have Rohan. Hi Rohan. Hello. We have Amit. Hello Amit. Hello. Amit and Rohan are both back fresh and taza from the chutti. How was your chutti guys? Both badia. Amit is still sleepy, it seems. <laughs> also joining us on the panel is our campus politic editor, Sumedha. Hi, Hi, Sumedha. And over the phone, we have our Kashmir correspondent, Nidhi. Hi, Nidhi. Hi. So, beginning with Rohan. Rohan, what do you think was overplayed last week and what quite didn't get as much media attention? Indian Express ne. एक जून को एक खबर की थी कि किस तरीके से ई-कॉमर्स पोर्टल्स जो हैं फ्लिपकार्ट अमेज़न उस पे किस तरीके से धड़ल्ले से वेपन्स बिक रहे हैं जैसे तलवारें और जो ब्लेड नाइफ का जो ब्लेड होता है वो 9 इंच से बड़ा है और 2 इंच से तो उस स्टोरी में ज्यादा ये नहीं था ज्यादा डिटेल नहीं थी लेकिन उसमें सिर्फ इतना था कि औरंगाबाद क्राइम ब्रांच ने वहां जो दंगे हुए थे उसके बाद उन्होंने 30 वेपन्स को सीज किया जो फ्लिपकार्ट से मंगवाए जा रहे थे तो उस पे हम लोगों ने स्टोरी की है और वो आज होपफुली अप हो जाएगी इज इट लीगल फॉर देम टू सेल नहीं तलवार बेचने के लिए तो आपको लाइसेंस चाहिए ही खरीदने के लिए भी लाइसेंस चाहिए और आर्म्स एक्ट में मैं बता रहा हूं आर्म्स एक्ट जो 1959 का है उसको अगर आर्म्स रूल 2016 में जो आया था उसके साथ पढ़ने पे हम देखेंगे नॉन फायर आर्म जितने भी होते हैं जिनकी लंबाई 9 इंच और चौड़ाई 2 इंच से ज्यादा होगी उनको सेक्शन 4 के अंदर लाइसेंस की जरूरत होती है खरीदने और बेचने दोनों के लिए लेकिन कल हमारी बात पूर्व वो थे कमिश्नर थे दिल्ली के नीरज कुमार से हुई तो उन्होंने बताया कि कई बार पुलिस ऐसे मामलों में रजिस्टर नहीं कर पाती बवाल को रोकने के लिए मतलब कि अगर रैलियों में शोभा यात्रा में अगर तलवारें लहराई जा रही हैं तो उस पे कार्रवाई नहीं की जा सकती और आर्म्स रूल में नहीं उसको इंक्लूड करती है पुलिस क्योंकि इससे बवाल भड़कने की संभावना होती है और दूसरा उन्होंने यह भी बताया कि होना चाहिए कि आर्म्स रूल के अंडर इसमें कार्रवाई की जानी चाहिए और पहले भी हुआ है लेकिन एक जो हमारे सोर्स थे वो कोलकाता पुलिस में है उन्होंने बताया कि आर्म्स एक्ट का रूल आर्म्स एक्ट का जो उपयोग है वो बहुत मतलब जिसको कहते हैं ना मिस इंटरप्रिटेशन से किया जाता है कि जैसे वहां पे ड्रग एडिक्ट्स को पकड़ते हैं तो ड्रग एडिक्ट को सात दिन में छोड़ देंगे पुलिस अगर उस कुछ वो जमानत नहीं देगा तो लेकिन उसको आर्म्स एक्ट के अंदर डाल देते ताकि उसको 3 साल की सजा हो जाए लेकिन जहां पे वेपन्स की खरीदारी हो रही है वहां पे कार्रवाई नहीं हो रही है नो सो व्हाट यू वर सेइंग अर्लियर इज द पुलिस डजंट टेक एक्शन बिकॉज़ दे फियर दे माइट फ्लेयर अप रिलीजियस सेंटिमेंट्स यस एक कारण यह है दूसरा कारण यह है कि पुलिस को भी जानकारी नहीं है कि तलवारों पे कार्रवाई की जा सकती है उमेश ने हमारे लिए स्टोरी की थी 24 अप्रैल को उन्होंने बताया कि बिहार में जो रामनवमी के बाद दंगे हुए थे उसमें इंडिया मार्ट नाम की वेबसाइट से करीब 2 लाख तलवारें खरीदी गई थी 2 लाख ऑनलाइन खरीदी गई थी और इसकी जानकारी बिहार सरकार को थी कि कौन सा संगठन ये तलवारें मंगवा रहा है और उसके बाद दंगे भड़के थे वहां सो वाज द गवर्नमेंट आल्सो हैविंग द नॉलेज दैट दीस आर नॉट दीस आर अनलाइसेंस्ड अब मुझे इसकी जानकारी नहीं है जो उमेश ने अपने रिपोर्ट में लिखा है उन्होंने लिखा है कि इसकी जानकारी सरकार को थी कि कौन सा संगठन इन तलवारों को मंगवा रहा है एंड व्हिच इज दिस ऑर्गेनाइजेशन 
हिंदू पुत्र ओके और मतलब इसमें ये है ना कि अमेजन भी बेच रहा है कल जब औरंगाबाद एक जून को जब औरंगाबाद क्राइम ब्रांच ने केस रजिस्टर किया है फ्लिपकार्ट वो करने वाले हैं उसके बाद फ्लिपकार्ट ने अपने वेबसाइट से सारी तलवारें हटा दी हैं जो okay. भी और वो बेची किस कैटेगरी में जा रहे टॉयज में इन तलवारों को कैटेगरी में बेची जा रही हैं अभी अमेजन पे दिख रही हैं और उस पर इंडिया मार्ट पे दिख रही हैं एक सेलर हैं जालंधर में जिससे हमारी बात हुई उन्होंने हमने पूछा कि हमें पंद्रह सौ चाहिए और इसके लिए क्या करना होगा कोई ट्रांसपोर्ट में रोक तो नहीं लेगा तो वो कह रहा है कि आप सिर्फ किसी भी नेता से लिखवा लीजिए जब नेता ही लिख देगा तो पुलिस क्या करेगी आप बिल्कुल बेफिक्र होम डिलीवरी हो जाएगी मतलब आप पंद्रह तलवारों को होम डिलीवरी करवा देंगे पेमेंट उनके अकाउंट में करवाइए और वो होम डिलीवरी तलवारें भिजवा देंगे मूविंग ऑन वॉट Do you want to come in? Yeah, I just have one input. Like you said, uh, that police does not know whether to invoke arms act or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe otherwise because uh, I have covered a couple of uh, land acquisition cases where the you know the government was willing to take over land and it used force. Uh, had to shoot at the end of the day. There is one example uh, back in 2015, I believe. Uh, in uh, this is again one of the Charkhand mm-hmm. cases. Uh, where ultra mega plant power plant was to be established now the villagers protest started protesting and uh, protesting and these were the tribal villages so obviously when they will uh, gather at a place they will come along with their traditional weapons which is what teer bhala mm-hmm. uh, swords so all these people were uh, the fias were registered i have seen personally those fias those fias were registered under arms act so police knows where about the arms act yes <laughs> rohin i have a huh? question for you about huh? like if you approached these hmm. flipkarts or other hmm. organizations when it comes to what is their stance on these hmm. things because they are the ones who are supposed hmm. to be held accountable hmm. um so if they had to say anything about this uh, india mart ne baat karne se inkar kiya hai unhone baat nahi kiya hum logon ne amazon se baat karne ki bhi koshish nahi ki hai लेकिन ये है ना कि इंडिया मार्ट अपने वेबसाइट पे लिखता है कि हम बायर्स और सेलर्स को मिलवा रहे हैं उनका नंबर पब्लिक है और उसके बाद आपकी डीलिंग सीधे उन दुकानदारों से हो रही है कि जो आपको होम डिलीवरी दे रहे हैं तो उसमें इंडिया मार्ट बीच में आता नहीं वो एक प्लेटफॉर्म दे रहा है और I ये think, बहुत सीरियस आई थिंक दिस इज अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट पॉइंट बिकॉज राइट नाउ वेर क्वेश्चनिंग की सोशल मीडिया प्लेटफॉर्म्स ई कॉमर्स प्लेटफॉर्म्स अगर वो उस एम्बिट के अंदर आए जिन्हें स्क्रूटनाइज किया जाए और उनके प्लेटफॉर्म्स पर क्या बातें होती हैं क्या हाउ यूजर्स इंटरेक्ट विद ईच अदर इज कमिंग अंडर स्क्रूटनी और ये भी देखिए ना कि ये हमारी नज़र में तब आ रहा है जब औरंगाबाद क्राइम ब्रांच ने फ्लिपकार्ट को बुक करने की बात कही है उसके बाद हम देख रहे हैं कि अमेजन पे जबकि ये लोग बेच रहे हैं टॉयज कैटेगरी में इन इन वेपन्स को सर रोहन मूविंग ऑन टू मीडिया कवरेज वॉज दैर समथिंग ओवर द वीक दैट यू थॉट वॉज ओवर प्लेड और समथिंग ओवर प्लेड तो नहीं लेकिन जिस तरीके से फार्मर्स प्रोटेस्ट को हिंदी मीडिया ने कवर किया है वो एक्चुअली में बहुत बेसरमी से प्रोटेस्ट को कवर किया है क्योंकि आप देखिए हिंदी मीडिया में एक ट्रेंड बनता जा रहा है कि जो लोग प्रतिरोध कर रहे हैं सत्ता के खिलाफ वो उस प्रतिरोध करने वाले व्यक्ति या संगठन को ही पब्लिक के खिलाफ खड़ा कर देता है वो पिक्चर्स ऐसी दिखा रहे हैं कि जो किसान हैं वो दूध फेंक रहे हैं सब्जियां फेंक रहे हैं 
कुछ कुछ किसानों का उसमें बाइट है और वो सिर्फ ये पेश करने की कोशिश कर रहे हैं कि हम प्रोटेस्ट में शामिल नहीं है लेकिन जो लोग प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे हैं वो हमारे साथ ऐसे बदतमीजी कर रहे हैं और वो हमारे सामान फेंक दे रहे हैं मतलब आप ये क्वेश्चन नहीं कर रहे हैं कि सरकार इस पर क्या कर रही है सरकार ने अभी तक किसान संगठनों से बात की कि नहीं सौ से ज़्यादा संगठन प्रोटेस्ट पे हैं आप उनसे बात नहीं कर रहे हैं और आप हर दिन एक फोटो डाल रहे हैं कि किसान अपना बर्बाद करें आप उसकी हताशा को नहीं देख रहे हैं मैं मैं अभी राधा मोहन सिंह का जो स्टेटमेंट था कि पब्लिसिटी के लिए कर रहे हैं मैं राधा मोहन सिंह के बारे में क्या कहूं कि ये बेहद बेसरमी वाला है और उससे भी ज़्यादा बेसरमी वाला इसलिए है क्योंकि मीडिया उनके बयान से भी विपरीत काम करती है मतलब पब्लिसिटी कहाँ देती है मीडिया मतलब किसानों को ये मालूम है किसानों के अंदर इतनी फ्रस्ट्रेशन और इतना गुस्सा है और मीडिया के प्रति उदासीनता है कि वो पेशाब पीने को मजबूर हैं वो नंग प्रदर्शन पार्लियामेंट स्ट्रीट पे करने को मजबूर उसके बाद बिकॉज दैट इज वेन द मीडिया विल गो एंड कवर दैम फार्मर क्राइसिस इज नॉट समाइक दैट इज ऑफकोर्स अ टैक्टिक विच इज वेरी कॉमन विद इन लाइक प्रोटेस्टर्स इन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन टू अट्रैक्ट मीडिया अटेंशन बट आई थिंक वन थिंग एज रिपोर्टर्स वी नीड टू अंडरस्टैंड इज द पॉलिटिक्स ऑफ द इमेजरी दैट इज बींग यूज द इमेज ऑफ टोमेटोज ऑन द हाईवेज और पोटेटोज ऑन द हाईवेज इट्स वॉट If the imagery is trying to connote becomes really important, and what kind of impact it has on the narrative of the viewers, because it's sort of ट्राइंग टू टेल यू कि देखिए वैन जैसे बाइट्स यूज करते हैं और ऐसे पिक्चर्स दिखाते हैं तो एक तरह से पोलराइजेशन कर रहे हैं दे ट्राइंग टू कास्ट एक्सपर्जेंस ऑन वॉट इज द लेजिटमेसी ऑफ द डिमांड्स ऑफ द प्रोटेस्ट इसमें एक और बात मैं जोड़ूंगा क्योंकि हिंदी मीडिया की बात है तो हिंदी मीडिया में ज्यादातर जो उसके रिपोर्टर्स हैं वो हिंदी बैकग्राउंड से आते हैं और हिंदी बैकग्राउंड मतलब नॉर्दर्न बेल्ट पर्टिकुलरली और उसमें भी उनका जो अभी भी क्लास कैरेक्टर है वो ग्रामीण क्षेत्रों से लेकिन जब वो नोएडा के फिल्म सिटी आ गए हैं तो उनका जो क्लास कैरेक्टर है वो मिडिल क्लासेस अपर मिडिल क्लासेस का हो गया है और उनको ये समझ आता है कि बंद से नुकसान ज़्यादा हो रहा है किसानों की बात उनको समझ नहीं आ रही है निधि अमित डू वॉन्ट टू वेन ऑन दिस Rohin on this. So, Nidhi, coming to you, do you want to share your observations of the media's coverage over the past week? Yeah, I was reading the story of Savitri Devi, which I think didn't get enough coverage or debate. Um, this is a woman I met in your place in Jharkhand, in Girid district, who recently died of starvation. I think this weekend on Sunday. because she didn't have a ration card and i think it didn't get covered enough and i also think the debate isn't being taken up regarding you know uh, the the discussion on how aadhar card is not letting people get their ration and i think scroll has done a very intensive uh, coverage of this and it's very interesting and worth a read uh, because in savitri devi's case also district officials have themselves admitted that the card was not made due to negligence of the authorities and this isn't the first time it's happening in jharkhand in january this year um another woman died due to undernutrition and exhaustion and the fact finding team then said that she was denied the ration since of ration card since i mean denied the ration since october last year because the aadhar enabled machine in the local ration shop failed to authenticate her biometrics yeah a lot Sorry. of times it's also the lack of electricity and sometimes it's just the fingerprints do not yeah. Yeah, I just think that there doesn't seem to be a nuanced coverage on this. You know, I mean, I'm in Kashmir. This is difficult for me to understand as I'm not in Jharkhand. It's also not something I have covered, and I can't seem to find any sort of nuanced reportage on this except for in school. But I think uh, there needs to be a lot more coverage. Um, last October, also, a 11-year-old had died of starvation because her family's card was not linked to the Aadhaar. 
um and she didn't even get midday meals because it was durga puja and it is said that uh, she was hungry for close to 8 days um so as you know as a person who consumes media i would like to see a lot more coverage on this um a close report again says that you know um, in march of last year uh, the jharkhand chief secretary issued an order stating that the ration cards linked to aadhar if the ration cards are not linked to aadhar by it was fixed they would be considered null and void and post this almost 11 11 lakh ration cards were cancelled uh, affecting 25 lakh people who were otherwise eligible for subsidized food aid in october the center then re- uh, reversed this saying that you know this is post antoshi kumari's death that is the 11 year old girl but according to scrolls reporters a lot more, uh, on ground the situation still continues to be the same because you know dealers are not um, dealers continue to deny ration to vulnerable citizens Absolutely, um, there I mean, was. Just as a consumer of media, I would just like to see a lot more debate and coverage on this. Topic. Absolutely, there oh, was yeah. a uh, national public hearing in March. I think it was around mm-hmm. mid March, and even after that, like even after people from across different states of India came forward and expressed the problems that they have been facing, even after that, there wasn't sufficient coverage on the issue. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I think hasn't been getting enough coverage. Uh, you know, there's one more thing to Jharkhand: uh, starvation, death, or the problem with the PDS system. It's not as plain uh, and simple as. as we think uh, mm. uh the situation there is uh, completely different from what you would read in the normal uh, an, uh, any reportage done by any any organization see there are different layers on what's happening in jharkhand uh, the letter that you were talking about was issued by then chief secretary rajbala verma now mm. uh, rajbala verma is a uh, wa- was a close confidant of chief minister uh, raghavar das Uh, the problem there is that you know uh, the decentralization of democracy or uh, you know uh, the way uh, ministries operate or the way the way ministry ministries should operate uh, has been bypassed now there are allegations What that what do you mean uh, there are allegations that the chief secretary speaks to the bdo level officers and the district level officers directly over a video conference now these things are not supposed to be done by the chief secretary the uh, such instructions such letters are supposed to be issued by the uh, respective ministries in this case it should have been the pds uh, ministry the food and supplies minister should have issued such guidelines and then it should have you know gone through a channel so what happens when a chief secretary or senior level officer from the secretariat uh, you know uh, gets the officers in the district in the block level uh, on a video conference and issues an order the all these officers are under huge pressure to ensure that such orders are implemented so even if the orders are illegal which in this case was illegal because uh, the minister we we had we we have had a conversation with the minister so sariurai the minister had uh, accepted it on record that uh, the letters were issued by the uh, by rajwala uh, without naming her i believe rajwala verma and then uh, he had issued show cause notice to the officer and she refu- uh, she did not reply to such uh, notices so you can understand the kind of you know the the new kind of mechanism which has been built under the uh, bharatiya janata party regime in different states it's not only the case of jharkhand you will have similar kind of situation in other states as well it's only the matter of time that uh, leaders and ministers would come 
will have enough courage to come on record and uh, point out these issues. So a one death or two death or three death, it could be a media trend, you know, it's very fancy to cover death after death because we could uh, show a narrative. Uh, I'm saying this because uh, after the Santosi, yes, I'm saying uh, it might sound wrong for our listeners and I could see the reaction of uh, the uh, people on the panel here. Uh, uh, when Santoshi uh, Kumari died, after that, number of deaths were reported. And uh, uh, one was also from my hometown, Deoghar, and it was not a starvation death. So what happens is once an uh, uh, example has been set, you see that this news item is uh, getting a lot of uh, attraction. People are interested in such stories. We do stories which are important, which should I mean, uh, which should be reported, but we also end up doing uh, stories where the death or incident or murder could have been because of other reasons, but we try to overlook into nuances or the you know specifics of the case and we try to color all these deaths or you know specific instances and one I agree that the media uh, could have yeah. and I media think that's could all the more reason why media needs to take a good look at itself while reporting these cases you know I don't think it doesn't mean they're not reported but it means that they require nuanced reporting Okay, Nidhi, also you were on ground on June 1st when a CRPF gypsy ran over a youth protester during clashes yeah. after the Friday prayers outside the Jamia Masjid in Srinagar. So yeah. the story is up, the link would be uh, below. Uh, but as a journalist reporting from an area engulfed in perpetual conflict, is there a reflex response that you've developed when you see things going out of hand? And also, since you were there on ground, was there a sense of fear or rage among the locals when things started going out of hand? Um, to answer your first question, have I developed a mechanism to respond to it? No, I don't think I'm there yet. I've been on ground hardly for a year, so it's still very new to me. I'm still just as terrified um, while I'm there in that moment. Uh, and w- was there rage among the locals? It was frenzy. I I still I'm I'm still reeling about what happened on Friday because it was it was something it was one of the worst things I've ever seen so far. Just like to just watch a man get crushed under a vehicle like that is not it's not fun. And and then the rage that came after that I was told by local journalists. So I know since I go there every Friday, I know the local photojournalists and the journalists who come there. So usually we stick around together. We you know it's it, it's. It's horrible because it's almost like we're just waiting for something to happen. And this Friday was one of those Fridays when something did happen. And um, I was terrified after it happened because I could have been the next target. Um, Some of them were telling me to leave um, because you never know what a mob might do after that. They're just angry. And uh, I, I also think the incident was covered a little unfairly from both sides. Um... It, it was just a very, it was a very confusing moment, you know. Uh, I have to say that every Friday, there is uh, a huge amount of deployment outside the masjid. And uh, post this Ramadan ceasefire, as far as I understand, the uh, masjid committee members had made an agreement with the security forces that there will not be deployment. Because these people, they just get angry when they see, you know, every every Friday they're coming out after prayers and if they just, they're just angry to see these men with, these men with guns outside the masjid. So it, I mean, now the uh, committee denies that they made any, any, any agreements with the security forces. I mean, 
JRL, the joint registry leadership, has come out and said that they made no formal agreement. But uh, because it's Ramzan, there's always volunteers outside instead of security personnel. So overlooked that you know. Uh, but why are so many security personnel deployed outside the masjid regular on a regular basis? So Friday they have a longer prayer in the afternoon and. Always and in at Jamia Masjid on Friday, it's usually Mirwais who uh, who gives the sermon, and usually there's also a lot of political conversation that happens. And right after prayers, it has become a norm that they protest. So there's always some amount of stone pelting and retaliation from the security forces. Uh, so just to keep things calm, they they just ensure that they're there. Now it's a chicken and egg story. The locals say that they pile stones and protest because the security forces are there. Security forces say that they are there because of the protesting. It's an endless debate. What what happened this week was just simply sad, and to me it looks you know like one person was anyway going to die. It was either going to be the driver of that gypsy or it was going to be this boy. Because if they had got their hands on that driver. He would not have seen the light of the day. That is how angry and raged the mob was. It was it was the senseless kind of anger. Um, there was no thought, there was no logic. Everybody was just taking everything they got in their hands to smash against that gypsy. Um, what was what was terrifying to watch was actually the body was under the vehicle. Uh, the boys also. It was a huge crowd, you know. They didn't. They couldn't see that there was someone trapped underneath. There were some of them yelling that someone is trapped underneath. The boys also got onto the car. I mean, onto the gypsy. So, it, and there were already six people inside. The weight of the gypsy was weighing down uh, the boy underneath. So it it was it was it was insane. I mean, I I I can't articulate how it looked like. Um, but I mean, I still think we should be very grateful that the six people inside. Who were armed security personnel did not fire. You know, if they had chosen to fire, we don't know how many people would have died because they all had rifles with them. Uh, they were very well armed. So I think it was it was commend. I have to agree on this situation that it was commendable that they didn't choose to fire. Uh, I also wanted to ask you mentioned that. Uh all the local journalists and other journalists were sticking together what was the response of the local journalists also like a second i think everyone was shocked you know nobody saw this coming neither the protesters i mean nobody saw it coming this this gypsy sort of came from nowhere because there was no deployment uh, i mean they were at the end of the uh, end of the road you know but right before the police station so the boys usually marched towards the police station um they were you know holding jash Flags and ISIS flags, and they were screaming through Azadi slogans. So, Gypsy sort of came from nowhere. I personally feel like the 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 driver wanted to turn a little ahead, but that road was blocked. So he sort of, in a frenzy, panic, just drove through the crowd. Uh, he didn't expect the mob to react like that. The CRPF spokesperson also said that you know he was sort of overlooking deployment. Uh, and to see what the security situation was which i mean it was a stupid decision to drive through the mob like that um because they were already and then there was a lot of tear gas shelling and, and, and like it was just a really bad it was a bad situation so i wanted to ask the panel to weigh in on the mainstream media's coverage on this issue but before that nidhi one last mm. question to you is every time there are protests Uh, when protests break out the internet over there is suspended which was one of the reason why it took time for your story to come in so how does this yeah. clamp down affect daily lives of people of the locals including those of journalists working with local media outlets 
everybody is frustrated uh, i think this weekend it was a really a tipping point for me also because i felt like you know i'm not able to get anything done and uh, friday was uh, this happened and then saturday there were i mean there were allegedly six grenade blasts police have admitted to three this and this is just in srinagar over the weekend and the internet was snapped and um, it's frustrating the locals are frustrated uh, there are i mean you you have internet if you have broadband dsnl connections if you have a land wire it works um so you have, you know you have to go to somebody's office you stay over at at the office and then you file your story at least that's how it is for journalists locals i mean i'd hate to say they've got used to it some of them have um i mean i guess to say that when you don't have an option you know you're used to it it's how the situation is it's it's frustrating you know it's, it's genuinely you can't get anything done nothing works according to how you want it to work one day you decide you're going to do something you just can't do it for the next three days probably so it's it's just frustrating and even if there's no internet sometimes the transport also is halted so if you want to get from one place to another you don't have your own vehicle you don't get out i have to say that srinagar is way more better than the south kashmir there everything everything halts to a point where you know that itself brings rage in people like i remember when we went to cover um, an encounter in the south everything was shut and people locals were just standing outside because they needed to get from one point to another and public transport was halted so they were stopping our vehicle and asking for a lift and my driver would not uh, agree to take any local on board because you don't know who they are you know they which is like you don't know if they're like militants escaping or ogw overground workers so they just won't take anyone um and one of one of them just got so angry he called uh, some of the boys ahead who were protesting um, who had blocked the road and said ask not to let our car pass because they were just so angry and they said you know they will sell our car and they'll destroy the car if, if we don't give a lift everybody is frustrated amit rohan sumeda the panel does a panel want to weigh in on the mainstream media's coverage of this you've read amit you've read nidhi's story so i just wanted to say yeah thanks a lot for the story you know because i so all that we could at least all that i uh, managed to check was uh, the mm-hmm. picture of uh, that person uh, under the car and then yeah. uh, th- there were captions there were emotional uh, lines being shared by people uh, those from kashmir or those uh, you know who are pro kashmir or pro azadi uh, so uh, your report gave a clarity about things uh, about the situation what exactly happened on the ground and uh, i mean especially the fact that you did not add or probably delete much from your side because the way uh, you were sharing things right now i think most of the uh details are there in the story as well and especially yeah. uh, the part where you pointed out that last year similar incident has happened here so yeah. uh yeah i think uh, that was good on your part you know giving out all the details and uh, you know letting the readers decide what exactly happened and on which side they want to be or you know at least the report make sure that uh, you are not against the people who were uh, stone pelting the jeep and they were not even against the armed forces who were uh, stuck in that jeep yeah i mean in such a situation it's just a, it's it's a very difficult debate to have you know because um last uh, couple of weeks back another boy was run over by another uh, crpf vehicle and uh, the case was the same he was protesting the vehicle was driving by in, in this situation very difficult to say whose fault exactly is like i wouldn't 
completely blame uh, the CRPF vehicle or the driver for not, you know, stopping and getting out because he's just going to run for his life. And I think if you and I were there also, we would do the same because that's it. Like that, that kind of crowd is, is, um, is scary and you just want to get out. Yeah. We have to move on from this because we are running out of time again. So yeah. Amit, yeah. what caught your eye this week? What do you have for us? So, okay, this was, I believe, Saturday night when, uh, again, uh, thanks to Facebook, or I'm very critical of Facebook, even then this news came out from Facebook itself. There was one Sikh guy, I would not name him, he shared a post saying that the situation in Meghalaya is very critical. And then I was looking for news item and I failed to uh, get the detailed report on it. It was eventually by a uh, report by scroll where every detail was given out, how uh, the Sikh community was under threat in uh, Shillong, and from where this situation started, there were uh, the nuances in the report Who's is very... the story by? Uh, this is a story, I think, Patricia... Make peace, no, no. someone there? Sorry? It was ha, make, by make peace, peace. Make uh, peace. I, Let's say make I, peace, yes. So, uh, yeah, again, these details were very important and uh, somehow the, the national media, quote-unquote, failed to report it or you know, give the detailed reportage of what exactly happened on ground until a delegation was sent by uh, uh, Captain Amrinder Singh, uh, the Chief Minister of Punjab. So it also shows the kind of uh, how, how alarming was the situation on ground. The Chief Minister in Meghalaya has assured that nothing would happen, uh, nothing has happened with the Sikhs living there and nothing would happen to their properties and uh, Gurdwara. Uh, the shop was vandalized. So what happened was on Thursday, there was a, a small altercation between a, a Sikh woman and a, a Khasi man who was a bus conductor. And after that, uh, a couple of, uh, allegedly a couple of Sikh men went out to beat this person. And then uh, uh, they were called to a police station and agreement was signed. But uh, the rumors started uh, spreading after that and then the situation went out of control. I believe uh, things are under control right now, but uh, it remains to be volatile. So I thought that national media could have uh, uh, at least a couple of media houses which has reporters in the northeastern part of the and country could have reported uh, it. And mainstream media houses have more resources, have more people on ground. And also, I mean, uh, sometimes, uh, again, uh, you know, playing devil's uh, advocate part that uh, most of the times we are not concerned about what's happening down south or northeast, but this time we should have because it's the Sikh community, you know, there's a North Indian connect to this. And uh, again, I see, you know... Well, there's more reasons to be concerned about it, not just the North Indian Connect. I mean, yeah, I'm saying quote-unquote North Indian Connect. Yeah, for the, for the mainstream media outlets, he means. For the because, Hindi uh, media, yeah. at least. For the Hindi media, at least. I like You're to, enticing I, I, them with the Sikh connection. I think now they've put a panel in place to sort of probe uh, the instance and it's still very, very tense. Uh, what I wanted to add also has to do with the Northeast, but coming from Assam, uh, June 30th is the deadline for the National uh, Register of Citizens. This is a news which has been covered in fragments over the months ever since the first uh, list came out in December. What is not adequately being talked about according to me or is receiving reductionist coverage is that there are 2.9 million women 
uh, who are uneducated, there are language barriers, who are trying to submit their documents so that they can get themselves va- verified by the Assamese government, uh, but they're not able to. And uh, that has to do with, of course, the structural nuances um, in Assam. But this is something that's not getting adequate attention. Uh, there are su- there are documents that they're submitting, such as, uh, you know, the panchayat, uh, uh, the ones that panchayats have issued, but those are not being considered as proof by the government of their citizenship and uh, june 30th is the deadline and uh, these women are also facing threat and they're facing sexual harassment uh, by local officials as well so this is a detailed investigation uh, report that al jazeera basically uh, covered this week Uh, but i don't see a lot of mention of this in uh, the indian media at least and uh, as we reach closer to the deadline i'm hoping more reports would come out but um, a lot has not been discussed. So did you also find something that was overplayed in the media? Overplayed? I'd like to say that, um, of course, there are these bizarre statements that the BJP ministers are making and some of the Hindi channels decided to, of course, make that as primetime news. Now, the dangers of doing that are that we've been seeing this trend. It started with Venkaya Naidu, then the Tripura chief minister, and then now there's Dinesh Sharma. And then this trend is being overplayed a lot in the Indian, uh, in the Hindi channels, at least. These are primetime debates, so... I don't think they should get as Amit, much attention. Amit, why are you smirking at that? No, you have to look at the timing of such statements. You know, uh, what happened was they lost Kerana. Uh, Kerana they lost right. Noorpur. They had lost number of uh, Lok Sabha and uh, Assembly uh, constituencies which went out uh, for the bipole on May 28th. So what you have is uh, what the media would have uh, shown in the prime time. Any yeah. guess had it not been <laughs> Dinesh Sharma? I have a whole list of it. No, I think it it would have been, uh, at least uh, as far as the elections yeah. are concerned, it would have been Yogi Adityanath, why he has failed, how he has failed to deliver. We would have questioned his performance in the last one year and why the farmers are so angry. And also the content of the speeches that he delivered in Kerana. So what, you, uh, what uh, Mr. Dinesh Sharma did very smartly was he gave out a statement and then we were uh, talking about this statement rather than the performance of exactly, the Bharatiya Janata Party. Exactly, because it was so newsworthy and it was shocking so everybody had to talk about <laughs> it. Dancing uncle was also newsworthy. One last thing before uh, Cherry, you share your uh, views on the news part. Uh, I think the, the bipoles which were... Uh, which concluded on 28th and the results were out on 31st. Uh, one due credit is missing even during the Gorakhpur and Fulpur uh, bipoles because whatever happens in UP becomes the bigger news and then what happens in the rest of the country is overshadowed in terms of bipoles. So uh, uh, during that bipole and even in this bipole, one party and one leader has emerged as the biggest uh, you know, achiever and we often tend to give it a miss. It's uh, Tejashwi Yadav. Uh, after Lalu Yadav's arrest and the kind of crackdown uh, by the investigative agencies on the party and the family itself, uh, 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 the leadership of Tejashwi Yadav was continuously being questioned. And uh, had he lost any of these bipoles, 
the BJP and the JD would would have gone out to say, say that you know would have discredited his leadership and said that now RJD does not has any uh, leader who could actually take the party forward. So he has been successful in not only maintaining these seats but he has ensured that despite use of uh, state machinery because it's. Uh, it's, it's a very common understanding that uh, whichever party is in power has a lot of resource to invest and it could, could use state machinery to ensure that the results are in its own favor. Uh, not, I'm not talking about rigging the elections, but you, there are n number of ways in using the state machinery. And despite that, uh, RJD has won bipoles after bipoles. So I think that due credit should have been given to uh, Tejasvi Yadav Which hasn't well. been yeah. so far. Uh, speaking about the mainstream media's coverage, I thought the follow-up to Cobra Post has been extremely weak. This is in reference to the legal notices that the website has been receiving. Apart from the injunction obtained by Dainik Bhaskar, India Today and Z Media Group have also sent legal notices to Cobra Post. The Z legal notice for defamation was also sent to The Wire and Quint and Bhadas for media which I thought did not get any space. Talking about legal notices, so Darshan TV also got a legal notice from Delhi Minorities Commission for allegedly airing a report which where they referred to some locals from North Delhi's Bhavana area as Rohingya and Bangladeshi. So I went online to check the report, watch the video where this reference was being made and it was slightly disturbing to find both the anchor and the reporter agreeing and implying that the high crime rates in the area was because of the area being dominated by Rohingya Muslims and Bangladeshis. I mean, like you're not giving any evidence. How have you done a population census that you're saying that? Now the commission has asked the channel to submit proof to validate their claim by ju- uh, June 12th, failing which the channel will have to tender an unconditional written apology. Another thing that was underreported were tweaks and very quiet updates in news pieces by different organizations about a fire that broke out in the income tax department in South Bombay, the Sindhya House on Friday, where uh, files related to Nirav Modi and Mehul Chokshi were kept and these reports stated that these files have most probably been gutted. Initially, the reports claimed that, but later the IT department clarified that the reports that these... N- "Quote unquote news reports were uh, were wrong because these papers related to Nirav Modi and Chokshi were already were not there, and very quietly these news reports were updated. And one report in particular, which was by the Tribune, was pulled down with no explanation. And such things should be talked about, should be reported because these conversations can only." I feel will only ensure high level of media ethics and integrity. Last bit that I wanted to share is, isn't a news piece that was underplayed or overreported per se, but rather something that stood out to me as sort of an aberration. This was the BJP spokesperson, Sambit Patra's guest appearance. On as India a, Today. On India Today. He was the guest anchor for the show. So he was there to discuss whether a united opposition poses a real challenge to Prime Minister Narendra Modi. From a media literacy point of view, I found it extremely problematic because while Patra claimed to be the most unbiased anchor in the world, he wasn't. He just wasn't. And that reduced the debate to nothing more than a tool to push party propaganda. Us debate ka sabse badiya line hai, debate khatre debate khatre mein. Mein. <laughs> Sampit Patra saying that the debate is in danger was uh, the funniest things I saw this week. Uh, so 
before we close the podcast anyone wants to add anything else uh, yes i have a huge problem with people uh, quote unquote liberals and progressives who have been making fun of dr sambit patra for being <laughs> the anchor on india today uh, so why because uh, ashutosh was the uh, was ha- has been anchor on the show hmm. uh, there have been other people uh, people from congress who have uh, hosted the same show so what is the problem when someone from the bjp comes out and uh, i think uh, uh, both the times let me Raghav correct Chandra myself Kabe. over huh. there then my problem is not just with sambit patra my problem is the anchor's role is that of to host a debate where different poli- the fun I, i believe the largely the fun is being made of uh, sambit patra because he is sambit patra and belong, he, he is from bjp people have no mm-hmm. problem when a congressman when a aam aadmi mm-hmm. party when other parties uh, people from mm-hmm. other party host a similar show the format is like that you accept uh, you wa- if you like the format watch it if you don't no, like no the problem. format don't don't watch it it's your choice Mujhe. now the second wow. uh, second uh, <laughs> argument that i have wow, is just sounded like him for a second <laughs> which is what i was about to say i was like as to good how, job amit let me explain <laughs> is amit going to be the next host of that show he's trying this is his <laughs> no but the most funniest part of that show was i mean before this i think the show uh, yes uh, it's a political uh, it's it's a it's a leader from a political party who's uh, anchoring the show one but this time it was funnier because there was lot of pretense and uh, uh, the scripting was uh, you know has taken the center stage instead of change of roles which which is the format of the uh, show like uh, saying that i'm the m- most unbiased anchor and then yeah. the other <laughs> panelists making fun of it mm. it seemed all scripted yeah mere ko ye lagta hai ki isme sabse mazedar ye hai na ki jitna sambit patra ne apna muh khola hai aur jitni apni bhat pitwai hai isliye unka itna mazak udta tha theek hai sambit patra jo bol rahe hain anchor ban ke debate khatre mein unki wajah se actually debate khatre mein raha hai to isliye unka mazak udega nahi to kiska bolega that is probably why it was so newsworthy and it was there in the first place well on that note we close today's podcast but before we go i I'd like the panel to share their recommendations. Nidhi, I do want to recommend this piece from Indian Express by Muzamil Jalil. It's called Local Recruits and Burhanwani's Killing. Um, it's a it's a very short piece, but it's actually um, for a change. It's a nice nuanced piece on why there's been so much of uh, increase in recruitment of militants from the valley and what it means for security officials. and how the death of a militant is actually more dangerous for them than having a live one today so it's a very interesting report rohin mera recommendation wahi arms act aur jis tarike se online portals pe talware mangwai ja rahi hain us pe umesh ki story hai news laundry pe hi aayi thi aur uske baad aaj hamari follow up story us pe jayegi तो वो दोनों स्टोरी इस बीच एक मूवी आई थी संजय मिश्रा की अंग्रेजी में कहते हैं जिसको बहुत कम थिएटर्स मिले ये मूवी देखी जानी चाहिए बहुत प्यारी मूवी है बनारस के प्लॉट पे ये मेरा रिकमेंडेशन रिकमेंडेश uh very uh i was impressed by the pictures uh, the kind and the oh, ki- yeah. way it has been uh, uh, presented uh musliman mohalla is the uh, headline of the report and it's it has been done by mohammad shahid okay 
सुमेधा या आई हैव टू रिकमेंडेशंस द फर्स्ट वन इज मुस्लिम्स फियोरिंग दैट दे मे बी लेफ्ट आउट द असैम सिटीजन्स रजिस्टर दिस इज अगेन अ ब्रिलियंट रिपोर्ट बाय अल जजीरा वेरी इन डेप्थ अनदर वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग थिंग दैट अल जजीरा हैज़ रिलीज वेरी रिसेंटली इज देयर इन्वेस्टिगेटिव अकाउंट ऑफ how the trump administration is uh, working uh, hand in glove with people who are trying to basically spark uh, racial and communal uh, problems and certain corporate entities being involved in this it's called islamophobia inc uh it delves into this proper model of corporate communication that the administration has with uh, alt right and racist groups my recommendation is uh, again a very old piece it's from 2008 it's on the new york times the headline is behind tv analysts pentagon's hidden hand so the report is basically about a pentagon campaign where they get uh, recruit retired officers and are using them to shape the terrorism coverage from inside tv and radio channels i found this report extremely interesting because of the parallels i could draw from back then to now how media perception is being managed or could easily be managed so that's my recommendation before we go i'd like to remind our viewers and listeners that for a healthier media and better reportage they need to step in they need to support media organizations because when the public pays the public is served when corporations and advertisers pay they get they are served so pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry happy subscribing thank you panel paisa thank do. you all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.